Welcome to episode 175 of the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. I've got a real treat for you today as we welcome wedding photographer Becca to the show and chat about sharing and collaboration in photography as well as the latest digital technology and how it changes the game in some respects. So I hope you enjoy this, I'm sure you will. Uh, let's just jump straight into it. Today, I'm delighted to welcome not only an accomplished wedding photographer, but also an early adopter of digital photography, online portfolios, websites, blogs, and also the well-known social networks such as Facebook and Twitter. Becca, welcome to the show. Thanks, Martin. How's it going? It's great. Thanks. It's, uh, it's really nice to have you on. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to having a chat. Yeah, I'm absolutely excited to be here. I love this kind of stuff. Great. That's good. So, you know, we, um, I think we've, with us both being in sort of two relatively or totally different worlds photographically, you know, um, I'm sure you're in like the, the fast lane with the, wet, the wedding photography um, and the social networking. Um, and, you know, I don't need to go into much detail about myself because most of my listeners know me. Um, right. but you know, generally sort of little slower paced, um, it's not, not a full-time pro. So I, uh, you know, I, I concentrate more on nature work and sort of fine art prints and things, but it's going to be great to have a chat because, you know, obviously photography binds us. We're all like blood brothers at the end of the day. So, um, For sure. yeah. So what I, what I wanted to do really was, um, you know, start off by just, um, talking about, you know, there's, there's often sort of competition in photography in the past and still today to some extent there's been people who sort of guard their tricks of the trade and you know the territory and that pretty fiercely so you know i know that you've embraced technology and used it in a much more sharing collaborative way so i, w- I wondered if we could just chat a little bit about your uh, f- philosophy um in photography and and you know with regards to sort of sharing and all of that in the photography community absolutely well i started um you know literally right out of high school, I was taking pictures in my photo class and then I did the school newspaper and the yearbook and I, uh, I worked at a photo lab. And, uh, and a few years later after I didn't, I wasn't very successful as like a fashion photographer. Of course, when you're an 18 year old young man, all I wanted to do was shoot pretty girls and, you know, <laughs> shoot all the models here at, you know, I'm in Southern California. So there was a lot of that going on. And, you know, I did that for a couple years and, and it, it was like, eh, it wasn't exactly my thing. And a few years later, I got into wedding photography. Uh, and it was one of those things that I was like, wow, it's just so nice to show up at someone's day and they were dressed up and looking good and they were happy. But mm-hmm. what I noticed is we went to, I went with a friend of mine to go meet with some local pros and it seemed like they were all had this like, this attitude, like right off the bat, they were just they were just rude and like no one wanted to like no one would look at my portfolio and give me any feedback or no one would answer any of my questions and mind you I was like 22 or 23 years old and I was just starting out and I was excited because I liked taking pictures and I liked photography and I wanted to build a business and I I just thought gosh you know these guys have been at who are, are like I'm no threat to them I'm like way down the line mm. they're totally established and and it was just it wasn't that they weren't helpful but they were just flat out rude. And I just thought like, wow, gosh, hmm. if I ever made anything of myself, I wanted to be the kind of guy that was helping people up as opposed to pushing them down. Yeah. So, you know, with a friend that went, went to this meeting, we just started, you know, from scratch and we just kind of helped each other out. And 
I'd have an idea about selling this or doing that or I had a question on my camera or, hey, what lens are you going to buy next? And it was just nice to have a photo buddy mm-hmm. to talk shop with, you know? Yeah. And uh, over the years, we just kind of built our business. And then as we met new people, we were just like, yeah, let's see if we can help them out. And and I, looking back now, I've been shooting for about 13 years, weddings, per, exclusively weddings. I've been shooting for about 18 years, but but the last 13 I've been doing weddings. Mm. And just looking at my career and how it's progressed, I owe a lot of my success to other photographers who helped me out, who referred me jobs, mm. and stuff like that. So I just feel like we want to help people out. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's... Um like I said, I've never really been in that environment. Um, with me being in Japan, it's kind of uh, different as well. You know, I don't have access to to many of the the local photographers. Uh, most most people over here do things by themselves, and you know, my work is not really that kind of work either. But I, you know, online as as I started to get into um, you know sharing photos online, probably at the beginning of this uh, this millennium, the uh, maybe around two thousand. Uh, to 2002 it was mm-hmm. when I started to post the odd um, image online, and I noticed, you know, straight away that there, there were a lot of opinionated people, and some some helpful, you know, even even back then, some eight years ago or so, some people were very helpful, but some people were were definitely, um, you know, not. And when right. I, you know, when when I started my podcast a few years ago, um, I had a number of people call me saying, you know, you should not be not call me, but email me, and that saying you should not be giving away your secrets this lightly you know you should be you should be charging for this or something like that and i just found that whole concept sort of wacky you know i mean it's it it's just not it's counterproductive um so you know the, what what sort of how do you feel about um you know the actual how much of your secrets or your your sort of techniques and things do you give away or you know things like that i honestly i give it all away cuz um i mean like again i can tell you what you know, lens I shoot with, what settings I use, how I process my images. But you know what you can't take from me? Mm. You can't take my eye and my mind and my heart and my passion. Exactly. You know, and I, I realized a long time ago that I wasn't selling pictures. Mm. Whether I sh- whether you shoot weddings or portraits or landscapes or anything, it's like, you know, what, what I'm trying to sell, I'm trying to sell myself. I want my clients to have an experience with my company. And I've, I've created a brand for myself. And I've kind of, again, become this, you know, halfway well-known person in the wedding world. Obviously, not a lot of your listeners probably know who I am. But if they know anything about wedding photography, they've probably heard my name or seen my logo or, you know, maybe heard something about me. Because I'm kind of a controversial guy. I'll just kind of say what I think and put it out there. But like I said, the bottom line is I like helping people because I believe that it's not just a, a zero-sum game. I don't think that there's only so many pieces of pie. I think that you know the pie just keeps getting bigger and bigger, and it's kind of the the rising tide raises all ships kind of philosophy that we have on our B school, and then just with my friends. Like I said, if I'm booked on a date and I can't take a job, I'm going to do my very best to make sure one of my friends gets referred, and and then vice versa. When they get booked, they refer me, and they refer our other friends, and it's just kind of like a a community of helping people out. That it's just like I don't know if it's just a new way of thinking and the old established pros just don't buy into it because that's not how we did things back in the day, you know? So 
Yeah. We just feel like, gosh, helping each other out is just a better way to connect. And especially with this online stuff, with the social networking and, you know, it's a virtual world that we connect. And, you know, you're in Japan. I'm in California right now. And we're having a conversation. <laughs> and I mean, I, I talk with people all over the world, all over the country. And, and it's like, gosh, yeah, the locals, they're just, nobody seems like they want to share. And it's like, well, you can't change everybody's mind over overnight, but you know, eventually you will find people that like buy into this mindset where it's actually more profitable. It's in your best interest for your pocketbook to network with other photographers and help each other out. Absolutely, I um, you know, there's a few things. My, I've got a memory like a chicken, so I'm I'm probably not going to be able to get back to all of those points. But I, uh, no you know, the the few things that I uh, that I totally agree about the the fact that you're that people are buying your vision, you know, your, your eyes, your heart, as you say, um, that was, that was often my retort. I, I think that, um, you know, people will come to you with these sort of, you know, protect your information. Don't give this away and all of that. But at the end of the day, you know, I can tell people everything I know and they can't get to where I shoot or they, they can, but when they do, they're still going to be, um, you know, shooting with their own eyes and their own heart. And so it's your sensitivity that makes your own photography special. And if you're confident in that, um, I think that you should, you should just share everything else because you learned it from someone else in the first place or you modified what, you know, you, you put all of the pieces of the puzzle together. You may have modified and refined the, te the techniques and things, but you're generally taking most of what you've got. Very few people invent something new. Um, Obviously, there's going to be times when you feel as though you had, but you may have just, you know, figured something else out that someone else has already figured out. So, you know, basically, I'm, I, I totally agree. It, it's, it's your vision that you're that you're working with, and I, I think that, you know, I don't know if this is true. It's, but my my feeling on this is that the, the people that really protect their information so much are probably not confident in their own vision and things. They, they think that it's it's just the technique that sets them apart. And I think that's rarely the case. I agree. I think that they're totally insecure or they're afraid of something or they feel like, yeah, someone's going to, you know, take my business or do something. And I just feel like, gosh, that's, that's a sad way to live your life, I think. And I just right. think that, again, sharing and helping people out, I just think it's good karma. And like I said, I think it's good business because I just can look back on my career. And as I grew from, you know, you know, just starting out shooting the wedding, the smaller weddings for lower budgets and, and as I just grew and grew and grew, it seemed like it was because I had a group of friends that like they'd raise their prices, that I'd raise mine. And then we'd all kind of help each other out. And then again, as soon as I was booked on a date, it's really easy. Like if a bride calls me, I can't be like, oh, hi, I'm so good. If I start bragging about myself like that, I sound kind of ridiculous. <laughs> but, if a, but if a bride calls and I'm like, let's say June 27th, I'm already booked. And I look at my friend's schedule and I say, oh, my friend Joe is available. You have to call him. He is the best. And I can talk him up and help him out and it's like kind of like you you know your friends you just kind of build a, a, a network of like hey here's my rep you know and they brag about you for you and it, like I said it's really just helped the bottom line and it's like I couldn't imagine trying to do this business like being all secretive or not talking or sharing or anything I'm just like I, I think I'd just be stuck yeah so um you know you've mentioned the the referring and obviously you know that's that's taking the sharing to another level, which um, obviously I, I, I've done a, a certain amount of and I've been referred to, which is, which is always great. But um, I wanted to sort of get into, you know, you've, you've set up the B School, um, which you mentioned earlier as well. It, what's that all about? 
Well, we, you know, what, what it is is um, it's, it's a social network, yeah. but not just like Facebook or MySpace or all the other ones that people know of, but it's a place where photographers can come to connect and meet other photographers. And we just kind of put some tools in place where, you know, we can track each other's schedules. And, you know, right now, Martin, on Facebook, I have like 3,800 friends or something like that. And it's a lot of my photographers that are like followers of mine or they follow my blog or they've heard of me. I, I would venture to say that I've not met over 3,000 of them, you know, but I'm flattered that they want to be my friend and that's great and all. But we've kind of come up with a friending thing where it's like, well, yeah, we have our friends, but then, well, now we also have our referral network because sometimes people are a little leery about just sharing like their information of their personal schedules and stuff like that. But we've just got a way where, you know, I can track, you know, I probably have 20 or so photographers in my area that I've connected with that I'm like, I know when they're booked and when they're not booked and they know when I'm booked and not. So it's like as the, the phone calls come in, we just made a social network where you can type in a date. And the avatar of your friend will pop up if they're open on that day. And I could say, ooh, this time I want to refer to Jessica because last time I sent Joe the referral. And Jessica just sent me a referral last week. So we just kind of made some cool tools to connect online. And then again, just like any other you know, sharing online, people are always posting photos and getting feedback. And like, hey, how could I make this image better? And people, they do. They critique it and they say, oh, well, you know, it's a little overexposed or – yeah, there's a lot of the composition is a little weak. Maybe get in closer or try this lens. You know, it's just a way to, for other people to look at your images and, and give you tips and advice and processing. And then, you know, some people like, well, hey, here's how I shot this image. I process it with this, you know, action and I, this thing in Photoshop. And, and again, it's a, it's a two-way street. It's this conversation. It's to learn, to be inspired, and then also to inspire. So, we just kind of made a cool place or, you know, we just started out. We got about 1,500 members and we're just excited for the vibe because the people that are in the B-School, for the most part, I think that they buy into this idea of helping each other out. Yeah, that's really cool. So within, you know, I've had a look at your at the site, um, but, you know, obviously not been inside. Um, so basically, you know, the you've got a referral system in there. You've got a, a way of seeing um, when people are free. Uh, all built into the system, mm-hmm. and then you've got some some way of uploading images um, so that you can critique each other, uh, each other's work, and share sort of techniques and you know settings and stuff. So, um, what what's the sort of audience? Because you know you mentioned earlier that um, you know you, you weren't sure if if uh, many of my listeners would uh, would know uh, know of you because of the you know you're a wedding photographer um, more than more than a, anything else, but you know, there are a number of people that listen to, to my podcast that are wedding photographers, um, uh-huh. either full-time or, or part-time. Um, and so I'm sure that there are people that have listened to you and probably will be um, interested in checking this out. So, uh, you know, I'm just sort of trying to get an idea of what's in there. Um, and also, is there... Is it is it generally um, wedding photographers? I know that it said you you have a, a notice there that the one of the prerequisites for joining or the re- requirements for joining is that you're either a pro or an aspiring you know you're aspiring to be. So yeah, are the they- prerequisite yeah we were people like the goal was you had to be trying to make money 
with your camera. Because the B School, as I always tell people, it doesn't stand for Becker. It's not about me and my name. It really stands for the business of photography. Mm -hmm. And I think photography itself is very subjective and everybody has their own opinions on what is a good photo and what is a bad photo and who's a good photographer and who's not. Mm -hmm. But again, I, I mean, I think that stuff is so subjective. I would never be so arrogant to say like, oh, I'm such a good photographer. But I will tell you like, hey, I have a very successful business and I know how to make money with my camera and I'm happy to help other people do the same. So I, I don't know that we have too many stats as far as how many – it's mostly, I would say, uh, mostly portrait and wedding photographers. I would say there's a slight emphasis towards weddings only because that's what I am and I did start this thing. Mm -hmm. But um, I think anybody who, who is interested in like trying to make money with their camera, having ideas about just personal branding and you know developing an experience for your clients and how do you deal with contract issues and how do you deal with – you know, there's all kinds of stuff. We do have a discussion forum in there. We also have like done and like made a little video library that we're constantly updating and adding to. And like, hey, today, you know, like I did a video last week because over here in the the U.S., the economy seems to be slowing down, and everybody's talking about tough times ahead. And we were talking about like how how are you handling when people are asking for discounts and stuff and so there's like a discussion about that kind of thing and mm. like real life stuff where we can help people out and like I said videos there's forums there's just ways to connect with others and what I'm trying to teach more than anything on the B school is you know I have my cool little network of friends here in my my little town and people that I've been doing business with a long time we're always meeting new people but I hear you know again, it might be different in Japan, but I hear it's different even in d different parts of the U.S. in the you know the middle of the country in uh, you know other cities where people aren't as open to this idea. It's a matter of finding your four or five people that you can connect with. You don't have to convert the whole world. It's just finding a, a few networks. So there's there's ways to like look up people by where they live and you know are they in your town or are they in your state or you know we actually have three three members from Russia now. So it's like, it's exciting that it's starting to, this whole thing is starting to take a worldwide flavor mm. and, you know, just kind of expanding this idea. And that's why I also have been telling people that the B school, it's much more than a website or a social network, but it's an idea. It's an idea of just sharing and helping people build their businesses. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So, so you, you mentioned portrait work as well. So I'm, I think that, you know, there probably will be a lot of people that are listening to this that, that will be interested. So, um, I'm going to put a, a URL and address into the show notes so that people can find you more easily. But can you just tell us where the, where the B-School is? Yeah, it's literally thebschool.com. Okay. And again, it's a, it's a you know, paid membership site. But we also have thebschoolblog.com, which is 100% free. There's about 150 videos that just are just advice. And it's just me and a couple of my friends chipped in and did a few of them. But it's like... Again, we wanted to give the information away and just go, hey, here's pretty much everything you know to have a nice, successful business. And mm. It's completely free on the blog. And then the inside thing, it's just, you know, there is a, a small monthly subscription, but that's just to be a part of the community and connect and take advantage of the thing like the booking calendar and, and again, just the camaraderie and, and, again, finding people in your area and stuff. So we have got two things. We've got a little something for everybody. If you don't want to pay for it, that's fine. I'm happy to share the information on the blog for free. And then, of course, I have Becker'sBlog.com, which is my personal blog, which you know I post all my images that I shoot. I post, you know, my my you know, I'm a I'm a wannabe semi-professional poker player. I'm kidding myself with that, but anyway, it's a fun little hobby, and I like doing it. But I just kind of put my life out there for people to see, and 
and check out. And I, I don't know. I feel like the brides seem to, you know, relate to me and they feel like they know me. And like I said, it's all about building that personal brand. So that's where you can find me online. Okay. That's great. So, um, you know, social networking, I've, I've, this year I've, I've just started to get into Flickr. I, uh, I've, I've spent a lot of time over the last um, three to four years, really, in my own community, which is sort of built up with a, you know a great bunch of guys that have um, you know built up around the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm I'm trying really hard to make the time to get out of that and actually get into Flickr, and um, I've started Twitter and things like that. Um, how how do you how do you use Flickr and Twitter and and the other social networking sites? Well, you know, I'm I, I'm actually not a member of Flickr only and. and I don't know why. I just I felt like I had a delivery system for my photos. I could put them on my blog and whatnot. But yeah. I think it's a great community, and we have a lot of our members use it, and there's some neat stuff. And for, actually, for the longest time, since I knew we were building our own social network, yeah. I purposely did not join like Facebook. I was never on MySpace. I thought that was just for like 13-year-old kids. But uh, <laughs> um, Facebook, I like purposely didn't join because I didn't want to be influenced by what they were doing. Mm. while we were building ours because I didn't want to you know be accused of copying anything or whatnot so we kind of just built our 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 you know our network and then I thought well hey maybe I should get on this Facebook thing because it seems like a lot of people are connecting and and whatnot and then I'll tell you my favorite thing is this Twitter I, I think it's so incredible to be able to connect with people so fast you know I think I've got I don't know a couple couple thousand followers and I follow a few hundred of my friends and it's just so nice to know what's going on in everybody's world. And then there's just so many times where, like I said, this is a virtual world. It's an online thing, but it does turn into real world connections. You know, yeah. a couple of my buddies were like, Hey, we're going to the movies on just this past Monday night, you know? And I was like, Hey, I'm not doing anything. I'm going to go see my friends at the movie. So we went and saw, uh, that defiance movie. I thought it was pretty good. And, uh, but then again, just spent a good 20, 30 minutes after the movie chatting with some friends and, and, all because the the Twitter announcement, like, hey, we're going to the movies. And I was like, great, you know? Mm. And I think that's just a kind of a fun way to, again, connect with friends on a social level. Mm. And every time I do a new blog post, I put it up on Twitter. So, boom, 2,300 people now know that I have a new blog post if they didn't RSS it. Because we all know that not everybody uses that RSS, even though we'd like them to. Mm. But, you know, it's just a good way to connect with that. Facebook's an incredible tool because, you know, as my brides or, or your clients or whatever you shoot, you know, you can tag their name right there in the photo so that all their friends see the new photo of them. And and again, it just, of course, it has my little B logo. It has the URL to my website. And, you know, it's just a way to, again, to kind of drive traffic back and forth and, again, get people connecting in this world. And I, I know it's funny because it's like everybody talks about, like, the world going virtual and online and you spend all this time online, but I really think it leads to more like real world interactions. So I don't know. I'm having a great time with it. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, I mean, like I say, I'm only really just getting into into this stuff. Uh, I am on Twitter myself. Um, but, you know, it's for me, it's really, you know, the, finding the time to do that sort of thing has, has always been tough. But if you keep sort of dabbling in, in a few here and there, I think part of the key, you mentioned that, you know, not all people are on RSS and, you know, obviously... That's so true. We, um, what I'm thinking is, is that you've probably got to try and get yourself into the routine of, of doing a number of different things. I don't think any one thing is going to be is going to help these days, right? It's it's right. like you've got to have the RSS because some people want that. You've got to have Twitter because some people want that. And I think you know, just sort of, the biggest challenge for me is really trying to, 
um, to get out, you know, with a, a lot of various different types of media. Um, and I, I'm getting there, but it's, you know, I think that it's, especially with talking to you here as well, I'm, I'm realizing that that even more, it's even more so, you know, you've just got to really try to do as, as much as you can in various places to get yourself yeah. out there and to communicate. You do have to make an effort, but I think once you start, I think Twitter becomes a habit. Um, my friends and I, are, we're addicted. You know, yeah, it's like, I know what you mean. We'll be, there'll be four of us sitting in a restaurant waiting for our food, not talking because we're Twittering that we're hanging out with the other four people. And it's just, you know, I know somebody quipped that it was called social not working because, you know, it, I, I did a video actually about it, a little video podcast where, you know, I think about a third of Twitter is actually useful information or, or you know, and then about a third of it is, you know, at least it's entertaining. And then about a third of it is a complete waste of time. You know, it's kind of like, okay, well, I didn't need to know that. Or I don't really care that someone went grocery shopping or, you know, things like that. But I, again, I just think it's it's interesting. And again, Twitter, it's only 140 characters. It takes about, you know, 15 or 20 seconds to type that out, hit send. And then a lot of the, the things like you can embed on their little API, their little widget you can put on your blog. So, once you Twitter it, it shows up on your blog, so you don't have to go to these other sites. Like I put my Twitter posts up, it shows up on Facebook. Pretty soon we're working it out, so it'll actually show up on the B School on your profile on the B School. So we're we're looking forward to you know partnering with that with their API and stuff. But like you said, it does take a little effort, yeah. and I just feel like again in this world, it's it's better to be on that like cutting edge of photography and being a trendsetter and being a leader, and instead of just a follower and someone who joins it you know, after the wave has passed or something. So I, I totally uh, agree. So, so you, you use the word follow there. How do people follow you on Twitter? What's your name? What, what, how, how do we find you up there? Twitter.com slash the Becker. Okay. I'm, my whole thing is about like the Becker. Like when I started my business, um, I wanted to make a name for myself and I wanted to be different and I wanted to be out there and I wanted to have one name like Bono or Sting yeah. or Madonna. But yeah. of course, Becker.com was taken. Don't go there. <laughs> anyway, uh, and I was a huge YouTube fan, so it was all about The Edge and The Becker. So okay. my main website is actually thebecker.com, and pretty much uh, you can find me you know, at The Becker on Twitter and then on Facebook. My first name is actually Christopher Becker. We don't, I don't really tell my clients that because, like I said, I want to have a, a little mystique about me building this brand. But I like to joke around that I'm not as pretentious as I pretend to be, so we're having a good time. <laughs> okay, that's pretty cool. What I wanted to do is um, move on. You know, things change. We're talking about cutting edge, and you know, the the, the technology, the digital technology, um, has has really sort of. It, I mean, it's changing all of the time. And mm-hmm. one thing recently, I mean, I, I picked up a, a, a Canon 5D Mark II last week, and one of the reasons, yeah. in addition to the uh, the low grain with the ISOs. Um, I'm really interested in getting into shooting high definition video um, stills, if you like, you know, 15 second clips of moving things. Um, but for you, with the you know, with the wedding photography and that, how's that going to change the wedding? You know, the skills necessary by a wedding photographer and that sort of thing. You know, Martin, I don't know, mm. but you know what? I picked up that camera. You know, as soon as I could get my hands on it, I got one in December. Mm-hmm. And because, again, I wanted to uh, I wanted to know. You know, I had the original 5D, and then we actually stepped up and bought the big uh, 1DS Mark III, and I actually absolutely love that camera. But mm-hmm. I wanted to have that camera 
if nothing else, just so I was aware of what's going on and, and the possibilities. And it is beautiful at the high ISOs. The, I mean, the, the files are gorgeous. Mm. And the video, it's, it's been fun to play with. Mm. When I first heard about that camera a few months ago, I thought, gosh, wonder if I shot my wedding photos as normal. And then wonder if I just took, yeah, like you said, 10, 12, 15-second clips, maybe 10 of them throughout the day, mm. and blended that in with my still photographs and made a nice little slideshow that they can watch on a Blu-ray player on their HDTV. Like how much more impact would that add to my photography? Right. And so I'm like, I, I want to learn. I want to play around with that. you know. And I'm, I'm definitely open to those ideas. Mm. I found right away that, gosh, you know, we have a really easy workflow when it comes to processing still images because that video is a pain in the butt. <laughs> and, uh, the amount of gigabytes that it takes and the time that it takes to render all this stuff. But uh, yeah. I've been uh, I've been going to my local Apple store and taking Final Cut Express lessons. I have their one to one program. It's a hundred bucks for the year, and and I get a weekly lesson on Final Cut, and I'm getting the hang of it. And it's and it, it is it's exciting to see where it's going. And, you know, I, and again, it all comes down to what does the client want? You know, if my clients start coming in, hey, do you have those, uh, uh, you know, slideshows with the photos and the videos? And it's kind of like, well, yes, we can do that. And I'm still trying to figure it out and figure out how to charge for it. Mm. But you know what? I don't have to figure it out by myself because i got a great network of people that are mm. playing with it. They're experimenting. And you know, like I said, we're sharing ideas and seeing where this is taking us. I see. Yeah, that's that's all very helpful. Uh, I uh, I have the Mark, the One DS Mark III as well, and uh, you know as a camera that's still sort of my my main body. Obviously, and the the price difference is going to keep it that way. I think until right. until the Mark IV comes out or something. But I uh, you know I I really I enjoy um, you know the the feel of that camera. It just it just feels right. The the big sort of sturdy thing. You, know, you could hammer nails in with the guy. But and the uh, focus is so much better. I love it. <laughs> But, uh, you know, so, so for me, I mean, it was a long, hard battle to keep my grubby little mitts off the 5D Mark II. Um, and, I, and I lost that battle the other week, you know, so that was, yep. that was the thing. But, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I, there's, there's actually a, a, a Japanese photographer um, from Hokkaido um, where I, you know, I, I do workshops and stuff. Uh, but the, he's a guy called uh, Shinzo Maeda, and I bought a DVD of his a few years ago. And I mean, he's he's passed away now, unfortunately. Yeah, but he was one of the uh, the first sort of pioneers of high definition video. And he used to take these, you know, he was always a medium uh, format photographer. But when he started to get into video, he would take these huge, like high definition cameras into the mountains, and he he just created lots and lots of these. You know, I don't know if it's if it's like a a, a coined phrase, but like video stills. You know, so so you'd be looking at a picture of a of a rolling mountain, and then you'd realize that the grass is just moving slightly, or, or there's butterflies yeah, flying around. That's awesome! It's like that Planet Earth, that BBC series. I love right. that. Right. So you know, I mean, when I saw that, I'm thinking that would be so cool. But the video technology at the time was basically crap. You know, I didn't want to be. I wanted if I wanted to, if I was going to do this, I wanted it to be good quality. Right. So the high definition stuff there was was really really um, in, exciting. And then, so it, when it when I heard that it was going to be stuck onto the five D, it was like, okay, wow, that's it. You know, you're there, you're, you're set up, you've got your, um, you know, you've got the scene composed. So all you yeah. need to do is before you move on or at some point, just just take, shoot those fifteen seconds of video, and you, and then just put it into your library, and you'll find a, there'll be a place for it. And I'm thinking that just as you said, you know, for me, I'm imagining that the same sort of thing will happen with. 
uh, nature or wildlife photography, you'll you'll be creating slideshows because I think that they are um, quite compelling. But then every so often you'll put something in there and it'll be moving. It'll be just like a little a break in the middle of the stills, and then it'll you know I think it's just going to be so much better. Uh, so you know I'm looking forward to getting into that. Yeah, I just think, again, like the whole Ken Burns effect with the panning of the photos, mm. but then you start bringing in this other dimension of actual a little bit of video and stuff. I think it's, it's incredible. And I'm telling you, my favorite way to view a photograph now is on a plasma television or an LCD screen because, I mean, prints are nice and all, but, man, when they're backlit and they're on a big screen, and especially if you do a slideshow set to some nice music with the surround sound going, mm. I mean, I don't care what kind of photography you produce, wedding photography, landscape, portrait, you know, fashion, it's like, you know, it, it's beautiful when you get that the, that music in there, and it's it's more of an experience. And uh, I don't know, I just think the the photos look gorgeous that way. Yeah, the, I think you know, I mean, I, I appreciate both formats. I I do love to hold a big print on good quality paper. Yeah, but but, but I agree. You know, the when the there's just so much more dynamic when if you've got it up on the screen, and like you say with the Ken Burns stuff. And I mean, I, I've I've had some really really emotional responses to like a, a forty image you know, slideshow of, of my nature portfolio. Um, so, you know, basically I have, a, I have a portfolio I call the nature of Japan and, uh-huh. that, and that is, um, it's online. People can see it on my website. If they click on the portfolios thing, you have to install a, uh, a plugin, um, cause I use the Photodex uh, technology, but you know, I, I apply sort of a, a similar sort of thing to the Ken Burns effect and then nice music, as you say, and it just, it's just got so much more impact. And if, and if you yeah. look at that on a big screen, it's just, it's just bang, it's in your face and it's, and it's beautiful. So yeah, totally agree. Okay, so um, let's see. I I think you know, the, in general, the technology is is going forward. What do you think is is you know? Do you think there's anything big coming up next? You know, we've got we've just seen the video coming to the to the digital SLR. What do you think the next big thing is? Is there anything that you that you imagine is going to be stuck in those cameras soon? Like G, GPS is starting to come into the camera body as well. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I think even with Apple, with their latest version of iPhoto, and it, it starts geotagging the photos. And so when you look at the photos, you can look at them on a map. And and they had a nice display on their website about a little trip to Paris. And, like, here's the Eiffel Tower and the Louvre. And just it was just neat to see where the photos were taken. Mm. But I don't know. I, I don't know uh, how much more uh, they can do. But, like, I, I you know, I've known the owner of the RED camera, you know, Jim Gennard, who used to own Oakley sunglasses. And so I've known about that RED camera for a long time. But... Mm. Again, just going back to that, I think there's also just something about shooting these HD videos with these beautiful Canon lenses and this fast glass and my 51.2 lens. It's just like the video just looks so nice and it's interesting. So, again, I don't know I don't know what else there can really do as far as the medium. I think hopefully make the file size smaller, make it a little more easy to get going, make it portable, make automated editing things. And like I said, it comes down to workflow and – and things like that. But like I said, we always go out to the, the PMA conventions and the, we're going to WPPI actually next week, the wedding and portrait photographer, just to, again, see what people are doing with their images and see how people are using Lightroom and Aperture and the latest version of Photoshop and how they're manipulating images. So I don't know. I just, like I said, I'm interested and I'm always looking to be inspired by other photographers. I mean, I have probably 500 blogs in my RSS reader and I just like seeing interesting things that apply to my world and, it's just kind of uh, it's my entertainment and 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 just a great way to be inspired and be connected. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess you know we we um, we were talking earlier about the sort of sharing of information and that and thinking about 
I guess I'm, I'm coming back to the GPS thing, you know, showing people where you shot the photos and things. And that, that's actually going to help others as well as be cool to sort of look at. And so, you know, all, all in all, um, I think you know, the general sort of theme for today has been this camaraderie and, and sharing. And, you know, I think you've, you've put together a great site that, um, that helps people to do that. Um, as well as all of the other ways that you're that you're into this stuff, so it's been pretty cool to talk to you. And you know, I, I feel like I should be uh, I should be getting in Facebook a little bit more than I am and, and link those guys together and stuff. But uh, hopefully, it's been of of use to my uh, to my listeners as well. I'm sure it has. I'm sure they've listened. They've enjoyed listening to us have a chat here. So um, I guess we can start to think of wrapping it up. Um, is there any one thing or you know a couple of sort of little gems that you can chuck out that you know say for anyone that wants to to um either make it in photography or just get better have you got any little sort of gems that you can uh, give us before we before we wrap up well i think just like anything else in life the more you do something um the better you get at it mm. and so i'd say keep at it practice keep looking at things to be inspired but then again i think that that again photography the business of photography is is really so little about the photography. So I think, I mean, there's a lot of people that I know that take very pretty pictures and very incredible images, but they're struggling to make a living at it. And that's fine if that wants just to be their hobby. I like photography because it is my business and it's my hobby. Like I go on vacation, I bring the big camera. I like taking the pretty pictures of all over the world. I the, Some of the photos I took in Kenya just on a trip were some of my favorite photographs that I've ever taken. Mm. And um, I try to go on like little photo field trips or I, I think it's like you got to be passionate about what you're doing. Mm. And and I think when you're when you're not, if you ever look at it that it's just like a job or something that like, oh, got to go do this. Mm. Like I think that's that's when it's time to hang it up. So I think if you can find something that you love doing, like I, I love taking pictures, I just feel like that that's a really key to being successful in business and being like fulfilled in life. So that's all I got to say. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Right okay, well, so that's that's been great. So thanks very much, Becca. I uh, I've really enjoyed having a chat with you. And, great. Uh, well, thank you. And, and again, if you have any questions, if any of your listeners have questions, feel free to send me an email and stuff. And like yeah. I said, I, I just like again helping people out where I can or point them in directions if they need a little advice or a little feedback. So again, I I you know anytime you want to chat, you know, like I said, you, you know how to get a hold of me or shoot me an email and and you take it easy. All right, Martin. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Photocastnetwork.com, your photography resource in the potosphere. Photocastnetwork.com.